Thank you for tuning in to True Life to Live. I am your counseling practitioner, Clarence Merchant. And today we're going to talk about lies we believe and the drugs that destroy. We're going to do a series on the truth about drugs. America is being interdated by drugs from all over the world, from small countries, big countries, inner cities, to the countries, our societies, our towns, our homes, and our families are being destroyed by drugs. And we're going to take a look at the truth about drugs and the lies that we believe. Drugs destroy and ruin millions of lives every year. And what should you know about them? Ecstasy, LSD, speed, cocaine, marijuana. This podcast is being produced so that we can talk about drugs to your teenagers, to your spouse, to your coworkers, on the streets, or at school, or on the internet, or on the TV. You see, all around us, people have an opinion. Some of it's true, and some of it's not. You see, much of what you hear about drugs actually comes from those that are actually selling them. They could be reformed drug addicts. They are those that have confessed that they would do anything and say anything to anybody to get them to buy drugs. Don't be fooled. Don't be lied to about the truth about drugs. You need facts to avoid becoming hooked on drugs and to help your family stay safe and to protect them. That is why we have prepared this broadcast today. Lies we believe and the drugs around us. You see, our culture has become a culture of drugs. Drugs have been part of our culture since the middle of the last century. Popularized in the 1960s by music and mass medias, they've all invaded our aspect of our society. If you look over the last several years, three years, four years, five years, and we can see how far our society has decayed. How many things are integrating the fibers of America? You see, there are people who don't like our ideals about being free and to prosper and to be the greatest country within. You see, it's a canker, a disease that takes away and destroys individuals of every faucet of America. An estimated 208 million people internationally consume illegal drugs. Yet in 2007, the National Survey on Drug Use and Health showed that 19.9 million Americans, or 8% of the population aged 8, excuse me, 12 years or older, have used illegal drugs in the month prior to that survey. You probably know someone who has been affected by drugs, directly or indirectly. You see, the most common use and abuse drugs is alcohol in the United States. Alcohol-related motor accidents are second leading cause of teenage death in America. The most commonly used illegal drug in America is marijuana. But yet we see states such as Colorado and Maine 
legalizing marijuana, which we believe is a gateway to greater things. You know, you may say, hey, as a child, I did marijuana and I'm fine. But you see, but there has been a maturity of your life. There has been a pathway that has been made for you by your family or by yourself that you have allowed yourself not to become crippled or misguided by the use of that gateway drugs. You may not agree with me on this, but there are studies that show that marijuana is only the beginning to worse things to come. You see, 3.9% of the world's population between the ages of 15 and 64 abuse marijuana. You see, young people today are exposed earlier than ever to drugs. Based on a survey by the Centers of Disease Control, even back in 2007, 45% of high school students nationwide drank alcohol and 20% smoked pot during a period of one month. Can you imagine today the statistics that over 90% of your children have been indirectly affected by alcohol and drugs every single month that they are living? Ben sent me a testimony. He says, my goal in life wasn't living, it was getting high. Over the years, I turned to cocaine, marijuana, and alcohol under the false belief. It would allow me to escape my problem. It just made things worse. I kept saying to myself, I'm going to stop permanently and after using one last time. It never happened. John said, it started with the weed, then pills, ecstasy, and acid, making cocktails of all sorts of drugs even overdosing to make the rushes last longer. I had a bad trip one night. I prayed and cried with a feeling to go away. I had voices in my head and the shakes, and they couldn't leave me. I couldn't leave my home for six months. I thought everybody was watching me. I couldn't walk in public places. Man, I couldn't even drive. He goes, I ended up homeless on the streets, living and sleeping in a cardboard box begging and struggling to find ways to get my next meal. Talking today about believing the lies. Where are we today? Are we trying to find treatment for your son or your daughter? Trying to find treatment for yourself? Trying to come to the realization that you can't do it on your own? Why do people take drugs? Why do we allow ourselves to be influenced by things that we know can destroy us? You see, people take drugs because they want to change something about them. You know, there's a stigma that you have to be this, or you're raised in a family that you have to be this. You need to do this and you need to do that. You see, you have to fit in or escape or relaxation or to relieve boredom to seem to be grown up and to be matured or to rebel against society and to rebel against your family or rebel against yourself or to just simply to experiment. They think drugs are the solution, but eventually the drugs become the problem. Difficult as it may be to face one's problem, the consequences of drugs are always worse 
then the problem is trying to solve them. You see, the real answer is this is the facts are not to take drugs in the first place. It's about building and going back to a culture where we encourage each other. We accept each other. We interact with each other instead of judging and casting doubt, casting despair, thinking you're better than oneself, building a society that we work and live and have a standard by which we call ourselves American. We call ourselves Maine, New Hampshire, California, Michigan. I call myself Europe, Brazil. Wherever you are, I call this place home. I call this culture my own. I live, breathe, and accept who I was born by God into. How do drugs work? You see, drugs are essentially poisons, and the amount taken determines the effect. You see, a small amount acts as a stimulant. It speeds you up. A greater amount acts as a sedative. It slows you down. And even a larger amount of poisons can kill you. The drugs nowadays that even a, a tip of a pencil, if you touch it with your hands by fentanyl, will kill you instantly. See, this is true of any drug. Only the amount needed to achieve the effect differs. See, but many drugs have, a, have in any liability, they directly affect the mind. They can distort the user's perception of what is happening around him or her. As a result, the person's actions may be odd, irrational, inappropriate, or even destructive. See, drugs block off all sensations, the desirable ones with the unwanted, so while providing a short-term help and relief of pain, they also wipe out the ability to be alert, and it muddies one's thinking. See, medicines and drugs that are intended to speed up or slow down, they change something about the way your body works to make it work better. Sometimes they are necessary, but you see, still drugs, they act as stimulants or sedatives, and too much can kill you. So if you do use medications as they are prescribed, they can be as dangerous as illegal ones. Just because they're prescribed doesn't mean they're good for you. You can be abuser of good things. You see, drugs affects the mind. You see, normally when a person remembers something, the mind is very fast and information comes quickly. But drugs blur the memory, causing blank spots. When a person tries to get information through the cloudy mess, they can't do it very well because they believe the lie of the drug. You see, drugs make a person feel slow or stupid and causes them to have failures in life. Lost your job, homeless, living in your car, having needles stuck in your arm and you're unconscious and EMS is on their way hoping that Narcan can bring you back. You see, drugs destroy creativity. You see, we as human beings were created and born to be creative, to have a life full of hope. We we're born that we could be taught principles, taught morals, taught character, characters who you are when nobody else is around. And then things happen in life. And we try to find a way to cope with them. You see, one lie told about drugs is that they help a person to become more creative. You see, the truth is quite different. 
Someone who is sad might use drugs to get a feeling of happiness, but it does not work. Drugs can lift a person to a fake kind of cheerfulness, but when the drug wears off, he or she crashes even lower than before. You see, each time the emotional plunge is lower and lower, eventually the drug will become completely destroy all creativity a person has, and you look at them, they're empty vessel, their eyes are black, they're not there. You knock, want them to walk up to them and knock on the forehead and say, hello, is anybody there? Are you scared that your son or your daughter, are you scared that you yourself are knocking on the door of death because you believed a lie about drugs to find a cure, to help satisfy the need to cure pain or resentment or failure in your life? What is it today that the lie of drugs has caused you to fall into the crevice of the unknown? You see, true life to recovery is here to guide you, to lift you, to encourage you, and to strengthen you to become a better person. You see, during the whole study of this today, Pat sent me this testimonial. It says, during the whole time I was on drugs, I thought I had control over my life and that I had it great. But I destroyed everything I had built up and fought for in my life. I got ties to all my drug-free family and friends. So I hadn't had any friends but my drug friends. Every day revolved around one thing, my plan for getting the money I needed for drugs. I would do anything possible to get my drugs. It was the only thing in my life that matters. Edith says, I felt that I was more fun when I was drunk. Soon after I started drinking, I was introduced to marijuana. Later, I was hanging out at a friend's house, smoking pot when someone pulled out a bag of cocaine. Snorting cocaine quickly became a daily habit. I was stealing money from my parents' business and from my grandparents' on a daily basis to support my alcohol, cocaine, marijuana, and LSD habits. Then I was introduced to Oxycontin and began to use it on a regular basis. By the time I realized I was an addict, snorting Oxycontin was part of my daily routine. I needed something stronger, and I was introduced to heroin. I would stop at nothing to get high. My addiction was winning, and every time I tried to kick it, the physical craving would send me back for more. Edith, where are you today in your addiction process? Are you like Edith stealing money? Is your life destroyed? Are you destroying your family's friends, husband, your partner's life? Are you in jail? Are you looking at conviction because choices that you made under the influence of drugs? Are you at rock bottom? Where are you today in saying, Clarence, I need help? We live in the greatest country in the world. I say it every broadcast. There are so many resources out there. It doesn't matter if you've tried recovery one time, two times, five times. We care for you. Your life matters. The lies that were told to you need to be restored. Your life needs to be restored. To basically fathom the thought of where your mind's at 
You know, we look at marijuana, the street names are called weed and blunt and grass, herb, pot, you know, gangster, boom, skunk. Some other names, you know, that are out there for synthetic drugs are created using man-made chemicals. Is a class of synthetic drugs known as designer drugs. Is known as a K2, smile, spice, bath salts, blizzards, fake weed, black mamba. They're chemicals used to change the content and effect on the brain. You know, the short-term effects is hallucinations and delusions and confusion and distortion, cyanosis, suicidal thoughts or suicide, extreme aggression and anxiety, panic attacks, depression, insomnia, violent behavior, unresponsiveness, loss of consciousness, headaches, nausea. These are just some short-term effects that drugs have. Some of you are there. Some of you think that you're past the point of no return, but I'm here to tell you today, your life matters. Long-term effects are chronic, cardiac dysrhythmias, heart failure, liver damage, seizures, brain swelling, death, extreme tiredness, insomnia, confusion, depression, death. You know, some common names for ecstasy is E, EXT, Adam, Beans, Clarify, Love Speed, Love Drug. Again, it's a stimulant effect on the brain. You know, ecstasy enables the user to dance for long periods. And when combined with the hot crowd, the conditions at raves, it can lead to extreme dehydration. And the heart and kidney can fail because it's taken all the... The, the chemicals and the hydration out of the body, causing your body to go into a fight and flight response. We're here today to address the lies that drugs have on you. We want to be able to help you to help others, to guide them in the process of being clean. We want you to have hope of a better tomorrow. We want you to know that you are not alone. We are here for you. We care for you. We're here. If one thing that you take from this podcast today is your life matters. If you're thinking about taking your life today, stop. Call 911. Reach out to somebody today. Somebody that's hearing this message on this podcast right now needs to call 911. Your life is worth living. You have a purpose. You can be restored when you put people around you that care and respect you. you we all make decisions in life that we are not happy with. We have all failed. We have all created circumstances of our own doing. But you know, the power of positivity, the power in our intellectual being, our power to call upon God for forgiveness and healing to be restored by God allows us to go on in life. We all have a past, but where we are today does not dictate 
anything. Where we are today, we're stronger, we're better, we're smarter, because we have allowed ourselves to learn from our failures. We've all failed. We've all made mistakes. Because like crack and cocaine, crack and cocaine have been taken orally through the nose, injected by a syringe. See, the term used to describe ingestion includes chewing, snorting, mainlining. The word cocaine refers to the drug or in powder form cocaine and crystal form called crack. You see, it's made of a cocoa plant and the next methamphetamine creates the psychological dependence of any drug. Where are you today? Brad sends me a testimony I want to share with you. He says, crystal meth was my drug of choice, but there were others too, cheap, easy to get, easy to become addicted, and of course, easy to use. I tried it once and boom, I was addicted. One of the main things that this affected was my music career. I had a great band and played great music and had great members who weren't only band members, but best friends. That all changed when I started using meth. Where are you today? Believe in the lies that were told to you that you're going to be okay? Believe in the lies they said that you can't be addicted? Lies that you can take more than what they tell you you can take? You know, we're living here in Maine is where we're being broadcast from. That's where our base is from. You can walk out the door anywhere in the state of Maine, as rural as it is, and find any drug that you want. Being shipped from out of state, New York, New Jersey, California, Cuba, Canada. You would never think that the small rural state of Maine has such a crisis of drugs. But the drug addiction and crisis in Maine is off the chart. Anything you desire can be as easily as gotten as going to McDonald's and ordering a number one with a Coke. You see, the only drug that we have out there to actively work against an overdose is Narcan. But you see, the drug dealers get smarter. They create the drug stronger and become more addictive faster. And we have to use more Narcan and more Narcan. When I remember first starting to use Narcan, we would use half a dose and we could try to bring somebody back. Now we're using 8, 10, 12, 14 doses of Narcan trying to bring back the life of your loved one or maybe even you yourself. And there are those folks that we cannot bring back. They die in pain of believing the lie of the drug. Why risk it? Why cause your family and friends pain when you take your life? Never, ever use alone. Tell somebody. Find that person. Let them know. Treatment centers are available today for you. Narcan can only begin if you have a heartbeat. If we get there and people are doing CPR on you and you don't have a heartbeat, we can't do nothing for you. Between a miracle and God, He is the only one that can breathe life back into you if you don't have a heartbeat.
believing the lies that you're not worth it. Lost everything that you had, your family, your home, your job, your kids want nothing to do with you. I do. I want to call you friend. I want to help you. I want to send you to a treatment center. I want to point you to a places that can help you. Trident Medical International at tridentprimarycare.net has affordable $29.99 a month can get you talking to a licensed therapist for addiction and mental health counseling. If you need treatment, they can help you get into a facility with licensed doctors here in the United States. Where are you today? Where are you today? You see, just as illegal drugs, we're talking about LSD, crack, cocaine, and marijuana, prescription drugs are just as bad. See, what dealers will tell you when teenagers were surveyed to find out why they started using drugs, 55% replied that it was due to pressure from their friends. They wanted to be cool. They wanted to be popular. You see, dealers know that. They're not stupid. You see, they will approach you as a friend and offer to help you out. Something to bring you up. The drug will help you fit in or make you cool. Drug dealers motivate by profits they make. They will say anything to you to buy their drugs. They will tell you that cocaine will make your life a party. And that heroin is a warm blanket, a warm feeling when you take it. Ecstasy will make you, well, have a lot of girlfriends. They don't care if drugs ruin your life as long as they're getting paid. All they care about is money. Former dealers have admitted that they saw their buyers as pawns in a chess game. Getting the facts about drugs. Make your own decisions. You see, it's easier to believe a lie than it is to believe the truth. You see, with a lie, there is no responsibility and there's no credibility. But with truth, there is. Your restoration lies within the truth of your addiction. Say, Clarence, I need help. I'm an addict. I'm an addict of heroin. I'm an addict of marijuana. I'm an addict of LSD. I'm an addict of black ball heroin. Whatever your choice of drug is today, there is help for you. There is restoration for you. You do not have to live this way. You don't have to die today because we care for you. True life to recovery. True life to live. You have a plan that was preset for you. I want you to write me today. I want you to write true life to recovery at 72 Lasky Lane, Hamden, Maine, 0444. Tell me your story, and I want to hear it. I want to tell everybody about the love that has been given to you. I want to tell people about your recovery, about where you were to where you are today. If you're at rock bottom, you're ready to commit suicide, and you've got that gun to your head, or you've got that laid to your arm, if you're ready to drive the car off a bridge, off a ravine, stop. Stop. Stop.
I care for you. People in your life care for you. It's about humbling yourself and asking for help. You know, it's okay to cry. It's okay to wander. The lie you have been lied to. You have been deceived. You have been a pawn in the army of drugs. But it's time that we take you home. It's time that we allow the restoration process to begin in your life. Drugs will no longer have power over you. You don't have to be a statistic unless it's a statistic of recovery. I love you. God bless you. Reach out to me, Clarence at tridentprimarycare.net. Email me. Tell me your story. I want to hear it. God bless. Have a good night.